Hello, welcome to the Occasional Meat Cleaver. This is a podcast mostly about writing, sometimes about other things, because I get bored and I have really bad ADD. This is my brother, Billy. Hello. He's also got bad ADD, so this could get interesting. We'll see what happens. Today we're going to be talking about the Joker and comic books and whatever that segues into. Alright. We both saw the new Joker movie, and we had to talk about it to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I initially had some kind of bad thoughts about it, because I didn't really understand what it really was at first. I thought that it was supposed to be, like, the version of the Joker that they were going to introduce into the DC cinematic universe to replace the, you know, terrible Jared Leto one. Yeah. Yeah, the one that nobody but Jared Leto liked. Yeah. <laughs> uh like, I thought that was what they were doing with it, but then uh, I found out just through my research that I did that he's actually his own separate thing. He's not even supposed to, he's not connected to any of that at all. So it kind of, right. after that, it kind of made more sense when I wasn't looking at it through that lens. Yeah, I think that would have been a weird choice for him to be part of the larger story in the larger DCU. But mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, because the way they did it, it just wouldn't have worked at all. No, because he's you know an almost forty year old when Bruce is what eight. It, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's so unless Bruce is going, gotta be punching. at least in his thirties. So then, if he's like twenty years older, you know, by the time Batman's old enough to fight him, yeah, unless Batman's going around punching geriatric. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, weirder things have happened in uh -huh. comic books, but yeah. it's a weird choice still. Yeah. I was dubious about the costume design, I think, more than anything going in, because I knew it was based on John Wayne Gacy's clown makeup, and I just thought they were going to make it kind of cheesy with it being that the whole time, but they actually made it look weirdly friendly until it was supposed to be creepy. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and I I really actually liked the wardrobe and, like, hair and makeup and um, the music, kind of the aesthetic of the whole thing a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think that they're, especially like the, the final costume that he wears and, you know, kind of the final scene when he's on the, the talk show and everything. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it just, it, it's, it still didn't really look like, you know, the, the Joker suit and makeup that, you know, I kind of grew up seeing and the comic books and cartoons and video games and such. It was different. But it, like I said, it, it still worked. Yeah. And I think for what they were doing, it still worked. Yeah. Really well. I would agree. I, I think that was pretty successful. There were a lot of things in the plot that I wish they had taken a little further 
because they sort of started to talk about fame and the way that fame affects how people act and whether they rebel against certain things and mm -hmm. like how the media can kind of spur that on and I kind of wish that they had gone there more because they started to at the end but we didn't really get a lot of it because it just that was so close to the end of the story I feel like are you talking about when they're um, talking about like showing him all when, the news and stuff when he starts to be on all the TVs when but also like sort of what happens with him and the talk show host whose name I should remember but I can't uh, uh, Murray Franklin thank you yeah um, yeah uh, with sort of him being ridiculed by the media and then turning that around and then like they had the whole thing with with the first people he killed being all over the news I just thought they were going to do more with that yeah yeah like have that be more of a driving force in the story and mm -hmm. then it wasn't really yeah the the kind of weird thing about that movie is the more that you kind of dive into it as far as like research and really going into detail and really nitpicking at everything is you just kind of uncover more and more almost kind of inconsistencies where yeah. because obviously in the movie they show a lot of him you know having delusions and hallucinations and these really vivid fantasies and I get that that was a conscious choice and, that was on purpose and, and a lot of times things seem to be kind of twisted because we're seeing and I, I think it's an interesting take that they did where they they kind of twist everything to because everything is from you know joker's point of view yeah so everything is kind of twisted to make it look like everything bad that happens to him is you know someone doing something wrong to him because yeah they have some kind of malice towards him or and there are a lot of ways that he's sort of being failed by various people and or organizations and I liked the I liked some of what they did with mental health I liked that he had the emotional disorder mm -hmm. that he had the card that he gave to everybody I thought that was different I thought that was interesting that's something that real people do have to deal with sometimes. I, I did think it was an interesting take that they took the kind of... How can we explain... It? Like, it, it sort of seemed like the, you know, directors and the, you know, the whole film crew kind of got together and went, okay, like, how can we explain everything that kind of makes the Joker the Joker with 
like legitimate mental health disorders and like different right just just different like syndromes and stuff like that they did find like he, reasons why he might be the way he is yeah and that what i think is interesting is that the kind of that concept in and of itself is kind of completely different from the comic books yeah and the cartoons it was one that i hadn't seen before uh cuz if you really have looked at you know a lot of the the cartoons and i've watched a bunch of you know joker theories by various you know youtube channels and such like the the best one i saw was by the imaginary axis talking about whether or not the joker is actually the the actual comic book joker is like whether or not he's actually legally insane i find that really interesting and i actually have heard a clinical psychologist talk at length about that um about what he may have and especially the one in batman the animated series like that version of him mm -hmm. she analyzes him a lot um it's arkham sessions dr andrea letamendi is like uh one of my favorite people to listen to while i work but uh yeah i i knew that you knew a lot more of the theories than i did which is part of why i wanted to discuss it with you mm-hmm uh, what are the so, ones that you think are, like, the best? Um, so the ones that I think are the best for, as far as the, the new movie goes, are the, the first one is that basically, because cause obviously we, they, they flat out show us you know, some of the, the things that we were, you know, kind of tricked into believing were real or true, and then sort of having the proverbial rug ripped out from under us, like the, uh, the whole, his mom saying that he's the son of Thomas Wayne. Right. And him having the or him imagining kind of that love affair with his uh, neighbor down the hall. Yeah. Which, honestly, I was wondering if there was, like, something congenital until we find out that... Well, and I thought it was interesting... That's that not they, possible. <laughs> I, I thought it was really interesting how they did kind of a progression with that. Yeah. Like, they, like they start out with showing you just this blatant delusional, this obvious delusional fantasy where he's, you know, watching the uh, Murray Franklin show yeah. with his mom, and he imagines himself in the audience. I did think that was an interesting choice early on, because it was clearly fake, but I was like, are we going to see more of this? Mm -hmm. And then it transitions to him you know, imagining that relationship with the neighbor and, you know, parts of that seem 
real, but then there's right. other parts where you're kind of going, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is a complete change from like the, the, the first interaction that they had. Yeah. Like they have that super awkward interaction in the elevator. And honestly, I bought it up until they were walking down the street and they see the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I think that guy's a hero. And I'm like, that's a weird thing for like a woman with a kid that, to yeah. say that somebody going around shooting school age children is a hero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. like, maybe, you know. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they have that that one where you kind of are questioning whether it's real or not. Yeah. And then they, sh they have the Thomas Wayne, you know, love affair one With where his mom. they, they present it as truth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find out that it's his mother's delusion. Yep. And actually one of the fan theories, one of the better fan theories I saw, actually, it, it's kind of my personal favorite because it, it would tie it into one of the bigger comic book fan theories mm -hmm. is that that one actually is true, that he is actually the product and he, like, of has his mom the... having a love affair with Thomas Wayne. Okay. And that the whole reason his mom ended up in Arkham is because Thomas Wayne used his money and connections to get her locked up in there and do this big cover-up. I could kind of see that. I would wonder... Based on what we see in the movie, it seems unlikely, but I just thought it was an interesting one. It is interesting, and I hadn't heard that. Well, and because one of the comic book... I would just wonder about the abuse against Arthur, then. Like, was that faked as well? Yeah, well, and like I, like I said, it's unlikely. Sure. Based on what we see. I just wondered if that theory had addressed that at all. No, it, okay. uh, it was just kind of, it's just kind of one that I saw, like, thrown out there. I do think it's interesting. In one of the, uh, the film theorists, uh, YouTube channel videos that I watched. Um, but that would tie in with one of the, uh, comic book kind of fan theories that I've read about, um, on, like, Wikipedia and the other kind of, uh, like, you know, fan websites, but mostly Wikipedia, because they have all, they kind of cover all the basic It's a good place to go for origins. fandom things. Yeah. Um, but one of the big, like, comic book fan theories that I looked at that I thought was an interesting one is that Joker is this estranged is the like kind of estranged forgotten older brother of Bruce. <laughs> and that's why he focuses so heavily on I mean Bruce. that would be interesting and and in the comic books they show at one point that the Joker does know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. 
but he just chooses not to do anything about it. <laughs> wow. See, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I have not read as many comics. I'm getting into them now as an adult, but I'm not super familiar with the different books and the different continuities and mm-hmm. fan theories. And Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's kind of the one, that's like the one major piece of evidence supporting that fan theory. Okay. Is like, how else would he know? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, Bruce does go around telling people his secret identity like a fair amount of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I, there's no reason I can think of why he should know that. Yeah. Unless, you know, Jason Todd gave it up while he was beating him mercilessly with a crowbar. But that doesn't seem like something Jason would do. Jason seems like he'd stay quiet to be like, fuck you for beating me to death. But Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was probably my favorite one. The, the other main one that I saw was basically that... almost nothing or absolutely nothing that we really see not that it didn't happen but it didn't happen in the way that we see it happen okay uh just for the mere fact that everything seems to be kind of happening to like arthur slash that's true Rather than, like, everything kind of seems to conveniently happen in a way that where is very he true. almost doesn't have to take any responsibility for it. Honestly, I was wondering if that was part of the mental health story, because that's something that can be an issue with people not addressing their own things as you know maybe some of my behavior is contributing to this Mm -hmm. and since we're seeing it through his eyes maybe it just doesn't have anything to do with him because we're seeing it from his perspective is that Mm -hmm. what it is more or less okay uh and kind of kind of the main pieces of evidence that were kind of cited to support that from again the uh the film theorists youtube channel videos that i watched were that all of the major stuff that we see happen and all of the major plot events that happen to kind of elevate Mm -hmm. arthur in the story towards becoming the joker happen after he has that last meeting with his uh, mental health right. uh, person that he meets with. Mm-hmm. And she says, we're not going to be meeting again. You can't get your medications. I thought the scenes with her were some of my favorite, really. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he you know, shoots the guys in the subway. Yeah. All of a sudden, he sees everybody... It really does escalate after that. That's true. He, he sees everybody revering him and thinking he's a hero and 
he sees everybody going around in clown masks matching <laughs> somewhat what he what his clown makeup looks like. So this theory is that that's kind of in his head, or at least or it's not happening in that way necessarily, or, or or that it's at least being kind of over exaggerated in his okay head. Okay, like maybe some of that is happening, or it's happening to some extent possibly okay like people might but be rioting his, but he's not this symbol that he's yeah, built th- there, himself there might up be to some be. small protest outside of okay the, you know the building against thomas wayne but it might not be the you know sure hundreds of and hundreds of people that we actually see okay and they might not all be wearing the mask that looks like yeah, him clown masks right. for for instance okay or even even the the you know rich school kids that he shoots seem not that it couldn't have happened that way but they seem to kind of very very quickly become very very evil and violent and <laughs> Kind of, kind of oddly so for a bunch of you know, I mean, school age rich kids. That's interesting because that I completely bought. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't know if I've just like read a lot of those news stories or like. The, well, and the interesting part of the fact that I work around college students, I just kind of believe they're evil now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and the. the the thing that makes that theory kind of interesting for me is that you can look at pretty much every part of the story and it kind of starts to make you go like even stuff that you had completely accepted as fact in the story. It kind of makes you start to go, I mean, that's true. And I, well, wait a minute. At the same time, I like that and I don't like that because it leaves a lot open to speculation, but also I feel like you kind of got around some stuff by leaving it that open. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the main... One of the main kind of things that makes the the joker so unique and i think kind of relatable or kind of one of the things that makes him the most liked is the fact that all of his origin is so open to interpretation and it's so open honestly that is one of the main reasons I like him. We don't know Honestly, exactly who he I is, see like a or why Joker he's... origin or like a, a who is the Joker like reveal. Yeah. I'm I'm always kind of. It's he's one of those guys that's like, why would he tell the truth about that? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. He absolutely wouldn't tell you. Yeah, the real story. I don't think ever. Yeah, I always end up kind of like I almost don't want those kind of things to happen like origin stories and stuff with him to happen because that's part of his I like to wonder about it appeal to me is that and that's kind of one of his main tropes is like I could be anybody right 
I, and anybody could become me if they have a bad enough day. Right. Like, I think we're all... Like, anybody who's very interested in the Joker has probably heard the It Just Takes One Bad Day. And I liked that they threw that in the mm-hmm. new movie also. Mm-hmm. Even though it kind of happened even though it's kind of more of like a bad couple weeks in yes, the movie. Yes, that's true. But that day was especially bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any other like major theories that you wanted to kind those of are, those throw are kind of, out there? Those are kind of the main ones that I can think of. I mean, if we're talking about the comic books, it's not there's, like there's not enough to discuss there. If, if, like, if you want to delve into the comic books, there's the whole... They came out with that comic book series where they did the whole... There's actually three Jokers theory. I don't like that one, honestly. What? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. It was... There, there There's a storyline where... Batman basically loses his shit and he oh. kills everybody. Okay, I have sits heard on of this, this, but I didn't know... He sits on this throne where if you ask it a question, it tells you what you want to know, basically. So I'd heard of part of this. <laughs> and he asks, who killed my parents and who's the Joker? And it's the the chair answers, Joe Chill killed your parents. And it tells him the, the, the three identities of the three separate Jokers. Yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> and... I don't like it because it's basically just, in my opinion, it's it's just kind of a lazy way for the comic writers to explain the different interpretations of the Joker that have been done by different comic book artists. Yeah, I don't feel like different writers necessarily need to be explained. Like, everybody kind of understands that different people are going to have different styles and different takes on a character, I think. Yeah, that, that was kind of my thought on it. And... Yeah, I just, I, I, I didn't like that one. And like I said, I like, as far as, and you know, the comic books and the, the uh, everything that's actually connected to, like, the rest of the, kind of the DC universe is concerned. Mm-hmm. I like having the Joker be more of a ambiguous, unknown character. I do, too. I think that's part of why he's so interesting and part of why everybody still wants to see a movie about him is because we don't know and I don't think we want to know on some level. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind this as a standalone movie and as like one explanation well, yeah, of who I, he might be. I definitely... In some universe. I definitely have a lot more appreciation for the movie looking at it through that lens as opposed to thinking of it as connected to everything else. Right, as being, like, canon for everything. <laughs> yeah, because... And, the, and the, the other... So kind of the other major reason why I don't... Why I, why I didn't like it when I thought that it was supposed to be part of kind of the rest of the DC universe mm-hmm. was because of all of the diagnosable mental health issues that they... That yeah. they show Joker having. Yeah. Because even even like the uh like papers that 
psychology, you know, psychology students have done about Joker, like psychoanalyzing him, mm-hmm. have said that even though he is obviously psychotic, he doesn't really suffer from any specific mental illness. He kind of. I kinda, really want you to listen to the Arkham sessions because she's got a theory on him that I think makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Um, and he could have, like, something sort of diagnosable. I mean, nothing totally makes sense for him because he's kind of a loose cannon and you can't mm-hmm. ever really tell if he's being genuine. Mm-hmm. But that in itself could lend itself to, like, a couple of things and the, the the main theory i heard is that he's at least within the realm of the comics mm-hmm. is that he's like super sane that he's basically he, he's almost like deadpool he's like self-aware that he's a comic book character well and and his like big his you know big joke that nobody gets is that he with all the death and destruction and pain and agony he's caused, he's never actually hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Because everybody he's hurt has been a comic book character. <laughs> so he's just that meta. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, her theory was uh, either borderline personality disorder or antisocial personality disorder. And, and that I have heard that one thrown around. If, when I, I watched think the, that uh, makes some Axis, sense. Because that's actually very similar to mm-hmm. what you're saying, where it's like nobody else is really real to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that was um, when I watched the uh, Imaginary Axis one. It's it. I like watching his stuff because he. I mean, he does a ridiculous amount of research. That's cool. Um, I I like people who get that into anything. Mm-hmm. And he actually he like talks about actual university like papers mm-hmm. that actual like psychology students have done I also kind of selection. like assignments like that I helped a friend write one about Hannibal Lecter when I was at Eastern apparently there was even one that some psychology class did where they did they like psychoanalyzed a Darth Vader <laughs> see that could be fun to, to see because there's a lot about him that like before the the prequels came out i feel like you could have had a lot of fun with that mm-hmm. i like villains with unknowns mm-hmm. yeah. i don't like every little thing explained i like to speculate wildly that's part of the fun to me yeah yeah and i'm even i'm even okay with like I'm more okay with like partial explanations. I think I think even yeah. that is kind of better because yeah, some is fine. Like, tell me about the character. Just don't tell me everything about mm-hmm. the character. Let well, me figure it out a little bit. Yeah, and one, well, you know, going back to kind of the Joker and him being kind of an unknown character, even famously in the comics and in the the cartoon movie uh the killing joke Mm -hmm. he says which i've read the comic but not seen the movie mm -hmm. he 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 flat out says in there referring to his own backstory 
<laughs> sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. Right. <laughs> if I'm going to have a backstory, I'd prefer it to be multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, if you, like, are familiar with him at all, that just sounds so much more plausible to me than, mm -hmm. than anything definite. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, that... I'm interested to see where they go with the character from here and if they make a sequel to that movie because I know that one wasn't planned but if it does well enough like weird shit happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who's playing him in Suicide Squad 2 or is anybody? Uh, is he in there? I haven't seen anything. Okay. Yet. I haven't specifically been all following know, that. All I know is I hope it's not. It's not going to be again. him again. Nobody will work with him again. He was too freaking creepy and too method. Like, we'll just end this, I think, by saying don't send your coworkers dead animals. It's never a good idea. Yeah, that's not a. That's not a, a generally accepted work. Yeah, not socially yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, have fun. Be safe. Don't talk to any random clowns. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Music by Santino Huber. Art by Sharice Marshall.